0: To the degree that you are willing to face yourself is the, to do the degree that you will master life and business. And, and what happens in times like this, right, where there's this time like the pandemic, what happens is it removes the illusion of time.
1: Welcome back to the Balance Bowley podcast for ambitious women in business and a few brave men. I'm Nikita Thigpen, your host and balance and relationship advisor, partnering with you to change the narrative so we can amplify intimacy within and across your relationships and you can have the freedom, flexibility, and confidence to thrive in work life and in love. You guys know we are deep-seated into season 18 Season 18, kicking this amazing episode off, I have brought to you such a special gift and light in the world. I am so excited to have this opportunity to share a moment with someone who is so connected and rooted to truth, her truth, your truth, our truth, because truth is, as she said, which I love. And you'll understand more about that when we get talked talking. Look, I'm so excited. I can't even talk. Um, I would love to introduce you to Mia Hewitt. She has co-owned and operated a seven-figure business, is an international speaker, and a world-class business coach. Mia is the founder of Aligned Intelligence, a methodology that removes all blind spots, fear, anxiety, and self-doubt, leaving you feeling free to be me. Can you imagine feeling like that right now, especially with all that's going on in this new normal in our world? That's why I think she is the perfect gift for you. Her aligned intelligence methodology allows her clients to stop secretly struggling and live in alignment with their dreams so they can scale to six and seven figures the fast way. Mia Human. Welcome to the Balanced Bully Podcast. How are you today? Oh, so great! I'm so having. I'm so happy to be here with you. This is going to be so much fun. So much fun on so many levels. So you and I were having an amazing conversation prior to just kind of getting started and getting grooving. And I mm-hmm. loved your example of truth being similar to gravity. Would you share yes. that with everyone before you kind of introduce like
0: what you do in the world? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, And it really comes from when I was growing up, there was so many people's opinions, like everybody had this different opinion, like we grew up poor. So like all these people had this different opinion as to when I would ask, well, why are we poor? We're really good people. And why are those people rich? I would hear all these different opinions. And what it did was it caused me to realize, wow, why can so many people have so many different opinions about something like they, they were never the same, the same reason. And it really caused me to want to know the truth. And so what, in finding and seeking the truth, like, well, what is the truth then? Um, The truth is awesome because when, what truth is like gravity, Is gravity just is right? So, what I mean by that, truth just is. So, it doesn't matter if you're a four year old little child or a 66 year old woman, uh, if you step over a a, you know a three story balcony, you're going to feel the impact of gravity, and that's what I mean by truth because truth at its essence transcends all time, culture religions right it doesn't matter the context because it just is
1: yeah no I totally get that and I aligned with that visual and Mm -hmm. that experience of gravity at the same time for when you're Mm -hmm. stuck in someone else's truth someone else's expectations of what you should do which is why I feel a lot of people just humans Mm -hmm. women probably more than men but mm-hmm. on the human experience, we get stuck in other people's truth of who we should be, what sure. we should do, where we should go, or where we're not capable of going. And that whole feeling of not enough, right, yeah. that comes up and it limits us from being able to do what you teach so many of the people that are connected to you to be mm-hmm. able to scale and get Absolutely. an alignment. So I would I would love for you to share like how you got to discovering your truth and kind of maneuvering through whatever those old expectations of yourself were, whether they were from yourself or from other people and being able to to be in this space now where you can feel so light about life.
0: Yeah. That's a great question. Really, really great question. Um, And it's all inside of mastering the fundamentals, right? So to speak into that, what do I mean by the fundamentals? There is um, in order to win any game, let me put it in this context. If you're going to win the game of, let's say, football, you have to really understand the rules of football. So you you can't win a game that you don't know you're playing. So you can't play, if you're in football, but you really think that the rules are soccer, it doesn't really work, right? Mm -hmm. So the game of life And business is very much this way if you you first have to understand the fundamental rules like you've got to first understand the universal laws and how the to win the game the second part then is once you understand the way life really works not how you've been taught it works then what we have to do is understand how we work as an individual as a human being like you know, how do we process um, our emotions? Most people, like oftentimes what I found, and I'd love to hear how how you've seen this, is that most of the times somebody will come to me and they'll say, they'll come to me for business and they'll think that they have like the wrong strategy or they just need something in business. And the truth is that there's Google,
2: Mm -hmm. right
0: Mm -hmm. so it's never really that whatever they're coming to me for it's never the right problem and i don't mean that in a judgment yeah it's because it's in a blind spot of theirs so what i mean by that is it's inside of that it's not the problem that they think they have because the biggest thing that i see in helping understand how we function and then how to function with the universal laws is we are not taught as children, how to process our emotions, Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. right?
0: So oftentimes like it's really learning how to process your emotions and learning how to self govern. That is the greatest thing you could ever master to master life and business because it's, it's through, like, if we think of emotion, like the emotion, the energy that moves through, what happens to us as children is we feel these things. And then because we don't have a role model on how to process them, the emotion gets stuck. Well, if we think of just like related to health and nutrition, when we eat, we process our food, we poop and pee.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But with emotions, we don't know how to move through and process them. Have you found that to be the case as well? A thousand
1: percent. Um, And a lot of it is, you know, when you think about when you're a child for not all parents, but most Mm -hmm. parents do what their parents did. Um, Some parents try to do the opposite. Right. But most parents do what their parents did. And when a child is having an emotional reaction to something, the first thing they'll say is be quiet, hush up right? Like you're taught to quelch everything, to stuff it down. Um, Mm -hmm. and I Mm -hmm. see that a lot. So what I, you know, most of the clients I work with are usually between 35 and 55, um, on, on average, you know, there are some outliers Mm -hmm. obviously, and Mm -hmm. they're at this 40 year old state trying to figure out what to do with all the things that are bubbling up right now, that they don't right. even understand where it's coming from. Why do I feel so out of control? What, yeah. why do I feel so enraged? Why do I feel so anxious about 100%. everything? All that
0: stuff is bubbling up. So you are dead on Mia. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so true. And I, and my heart goes out to everybody. Cause you know, in my family, my mother, you know, she had four girls. None of us were planned. So she, you know, I always tell people it's kind of like, you know, there was an old woman who lived in a shoe, had to <laughs> children, and didn't know what to do. So all of us were like kind of a bother. Yeah. Right. And so we would piss her off quite often. And the way she dealt with it is she would stop talking to us mm. for days. Now, I can tell you that the interesting thing that, um, what we don't realize and and I don't mean this as a judgment to my mother because she of was course. doing the best she could with yeah. the information she had at the time her mother did it to her you know it was just mm-hmm. passed on from generation to generation but why I say this is that um when we are when you're talking to your parents and they're not in your or your the person that you think is god right because mm-hmm. you think your parents are god as a mm-hmm. child and they won't respond. They won't even acknowledge you. You, you can begin to feel like you don't exist. So like true. you don't matter. You don't exist. And what happens to us, no matter what the childhood experience you've had, when we don't know how to process our emotions, we either feel like we either um, wallow in them or we feel completely controlled by them. Mm-hmm. Right, and so then, as adults, what ends up happening is we then begin to try to because we still don't know how to process those emotions, we begin to compensate by trying to avoid, deflect, not feel, go numb, control, hide. And so, as as adults, our drug of choice can be different. Um, for me, I became I working all the time, a high achiever.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Mm-hmm. For some people, it's always buying things trying to fill that emotional void that way. Some people it's overeating, right? Always eating food. Or for some people, it's like they need need constant validation um, or excess alcohol or whatever it is. And and again, there's absolutely no judgment. But what I've found is that the very first thing that I would love to tell everybody and how to go from surviving to thriving, one of the seeds, right, that you you beautifully are putting this into seeds is the first thing that I'd love to offer is that I want everybody to understand that in order to move from feeling controlled or wallowing in their feelings to being able to process their feelings is the first thing is we have to let go of thinking that there's something wrong for feeling. Right. Because I was taught in my family that if you showed any kind of weakness, or if you cried more, then my father gave you the belt mm-hmm. so in my family, you know to express emotion like if you expressed emotion, you got it worse, and I know that there are many people who, as adults, feel this way and feel trapped i i I cannot tell you how many times on a daily basis until we literally um, heal them and release this, that will people, when they first um, come to work with me, start apologizing for crying. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. So we have to learn, we have to first, the first seed is we have to begin to let go that there's something wrong when we feel. The second seed that I would love to give people is we have to begin looking lovingly at all the parts in our mind that fear has taken hold. I love that. We I want to begin that. to look lovingly. See, fear actually isn't a bad thing. Um, this is actually where um, I would love to shed some some truth and light on what, you know, about fear. Fear is actually really normal. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a wonderful thing to know that you can feel fear in the sense that you You're in tune to survival. If you know, you need to know if there's if your life is at risk at that moment to do something about it. But fear gone unchecked, right? Without being valid through truth or fact, it can lead to overreacting, to making poor decisions, right? So it has us feeling stuck, stopped, stagnant, or just, you know, making decisions that are not really really great for us. Have you found that as well?
2: A
1: thousand percent. I'm like, you can't see me. Um, And for those who've been listening to Balance Boldly Podcast for a while, you know that we record this audio only. So uh, we don't necessarily have the pleasure of seeing each other in the moment. And I'm like a bobblehead, (laughs) per usual, shaking my head like, yes, honey, yes. Yes. You're a thousand percent on board with everything. Like we know everything we do is either through love or fear, but mm-hmm. we assume that because we're moving in fear, if that's your truth in the moment, that it's necessarily bad. And it's not, um, there are so many layers to why mm-hmm. we do that. And I relate mm-hmm. to what you said about suppressing your emotions, uh, or else you'll be, the consequences are higher. Our family, mm-hmm. well, my family was definitely beyond dysfunctional, lots of abuse and trauma and all of those layers. And it was absolutely hush up
0: before I give you something to hush up. Exactly. Right. Exactly. (laughs) I feel you. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And so that next seed would be then to give ourselves permission to process our feelings. Yeah give ourselves permission to process. So what would that really look like to process our feelings, right? That I think that that is just the most valuable thing that I could give people during this time is how to process your feelings. So the first thing you want to do, if we could break it in steps would be the first step is just what am I focusing on? So writing down what you're feeling and and just acknowledging whatever you feel. So, our feelings are valid, even if they 're not true mm-hmm. People often go what but that's what but i but it's true because you can feel a certain way, like you really feel that way, and when you give yourself permission to feel and be heard, even if it's not um true, meaning like here's how we can separate the truth from the lie. Because what we're going to look at in order to see if, it's, if it really is true, it's definitely valid because you feel it. But the second step is, what am I making that mean? Like, what, what am I focusing on? And then what am I making it mean? You see, because when we change the meaning we're giving what we're focusing on, it literally then shifts our entire emotional system. Right, so it it'll allow us to see the truth from the lie. Yeah.
1: Now, so here's one of the challenges, right? Um, mm-hmm. Playing angelic av- advocate, um, oh, please. I'll be one of your new clients coming in the door. That's definitely rooted with a lot of old narrative and old story, and and yeah. coming to you to unthread those things. So mm-hmm. when you ask me the question as the the new client coming mm-hmm. in, you know, would it? What meaning am I giving to that story of, um, you you know, we'll just pick on something that's relevant for right now that'll probably be relevant for all of 2020 with the way the global pandemic is affecting a lot of entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. Um, those who may have not had more than, let's say, 30% of their business virtual um, Mm -hmm. and, and prior to this moment. And they... Uh, didn't have someone like you to coach them through, which I know that you've done this as fact, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, to help your employees and your team members kind of convert to online prior to this to be able to get through that learning curve before mm-hmm. it got really noisy in the virtual space. So as a mm-hmm. a newbie, I'm coming to you to unthread that. And you're asking me, what's the meaning behind what, um, what I say as my truth is I don't I don't think I can be heard above all this noise. Everyone and their mom mm-hmm. is is out here in the online space right now giving quotes and memes and you know, just doing all the things that people mm-hmm. are doing uh, when they're not really sure what to do. They mm-hmm. kind of look at what everyone else is do, doing. And and I say, Well, my meaning is that I'm not I'm not popular enough. I'm not mm-hmm. strong enough. I'm not loud enough to stand above, you know, all these other. Uh, noisier entrepreneurs that are in the, uh, let's say the, <clears throat> um, I don't know, uh, shoemaking space that yeah. are also selling shoes, as an example, because um, yeah. Zappos is taking over right now, you know, something that's sure, a sure. behemoth. Um,
2: sure.
0: So
1: my meaning is rooted in my own narrative. Yeah. Sure. You know what I so mean? So there's a,
0: there's no, it's beautiful what you're saying. So there's a couple things, right? So I'm always looking at it from two perspectives. One, as far as how business really works, how life really works, right? How do yeah. you, how, how do you really make um, money? And then how do you function as a human being? Mm-hmm. Right? So those are, when we can marry the two, when we can understand how we function as a human being and know how to self-govern, to function at our highest level, and then when we understand the way business works, when we bring the two together, mm. that's when, you know, things that people call miraculous happen to my clients all the time,
2: mm-hmm. but
0: not because it I'm, there's something special about us, but it's because we understand these fundamental truths. So like an example of that is um, there was a guy who just came into my front. end. so in the, what I do is before I really go into business with someone, like before I really get into business with people, I have them come through a, my front end process where we basically um, uh, help them stop being a prisoner of their own mind. Yeah. So I heal that piece first. So I heal the trauma first. So that it frees the emotions and then it frees the mind then, but when we then those that want to um stay with me for a year and i'm going to show them how to build six and seven figures the fast way, I have about an eighty percent conversion. I have eighty percent of my people go on. Um, who, you know, free their minds, go on and, and I, um, allow me the honor to help them build incredible businesses. The reason I say that is this gentleman who just is in my front end right now, he had one session and inside of me showing him the truth, separating the truth from the lie, he was able to go and close a $250,000 deal. Now he hasn't even gotten to my back end.
1: Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Now this
0: happens so normally all the time. It's such a normal thing because when people understand, so here's what I taught him that he really got, that changed his entire paradigm of what he was thinking. And it was just this one thing for him that really did it. But what, he, what I taught him was the difference between a dis, like what a true decision really is and what is when you think you're making a decision. You see, what I see is there is a huge discrepancy between awa- what we're taught in a society is if awareness, if you just are aware of something, that that's enough to get a result.
2: It's and not- it, it,
0: right. Mm-hmm. And it comes from our education system. So we're mm-hmm. taught if you memorize this and you recite it back, you can get an A. Well, in business, it doesn't work that way. And business, it does not work that way. In business, how it works is what has to happen is you actually have to, awareness is just the first step. You actually have to live it, right? Like all the way in and through you mentally, emotionally, and physically. So if we apply that to the ability to make a true decision, anytime you have not gone there mentally Emotionally and physically, in in acting from only that decision and never looking back, consider you have not ever made the decision.
1: Right. No, I can see.
0: So you have to go all in. And what he got inside of me explaining, like, this is the real difference. So Martin Franklin, um, who's a billionaire that I had the pleasure of working with for, you know, a little while, he was incredible at this. The way he went from a multimillionaire to a billionaire is he had to make a decision and he had to basically bank all of his millions into this opportunity. Mm. And if he, if it didn't go, he would lose everything. That's all in, right? Yeah. So what he, what he did is he said, you know, so what I do, he, Mia, he, and he said this to me, this is like the most brilliant thing. I learned this long time ago about what a true decision is from Martin Franklin. He said, Mia, most people, you know, because I had asked Martin, I was a multimillionaire and I'm talking to a billionaire and I'm thinking, I don't understand how you do this. I, I know what I'm doing to make millions with 15 employees, but he had 36,000. Mm, Yeah. So in my mind, I was like, I I asked him, I said, how do you deal with fear? And he said, Mia, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't have fear. Now, you have to understand, in my mind, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I've studied this shit, right? Like, right, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. (laughs) Right? There's fight, flight, or freeze, you know, where we have the amygdala in the back of our brain. I know all about this. I have studied this. Mm. And he was like, Mia, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't have fear. You see, the way I see it is most people can't make a decision. And I said, tell me about that. And he said, well, here's how I I see a decision. He said, and then he shared this example where he was going to have to put all his millions in. He said, and so I took the critique, meaning he looks what I'm going to kind of decipher what he does. Mm -hmm. He looks at reality and takes the feedback. So he's not in a perception of his reality. So he looks at reality. He took the feedback from people he trusted to tell him, show him the feedback of the truth in the decision. He trusted his gut, and then he went all in, which means he never allowed his mind, his emotions, or his actions to be different than his decision. That's interesting. So he
1: wasn't, to to put this in context for those who are listening, he didn't just put his money in the pot in that particular example. He said mentally, physically, emotionally,
0: I am completely seeing myself as if it's already done. A hundred percent. And that's where I coach from. Mm -hmm. So every single one of my people have to understand that principle when it comes to creating a result. Mm -hmm results don't happen because you try right that's why when yoda said you know do or or not do but do there is no try right 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 (laughs) because that's what he's pointing at is there is that is not a true decision so you can you know i what i said to a woman yesterday she you know had a call with me and um she's about considering coming into my front end and i said to her you know The best thing you could ever do is decide yes, I'm going to do this, or no, I'm not gonna do this. Mm -hmm. Not not because of me. I don't, I have no attachment whether you do it or not, because this is for you. Right. But the but why you suffer is because you don't make a decision. Mm -hmm. The suffering comes from you saying you want something, but not willing to truly go all in on it to have it. That is so that's why you suffer. Mmm. Woo! Geez, that
1: is so powerful on so many levels. This is a, a conversation that I hope everyone listening is sitting down and taking notes. Of course, <laughs> you'll have the show notes as well. Um, I think I'm gonna go a little further with this in many different layers for uh your episode, Mia, because I feel like there this was three episodes in one in mm. terms of the, the teaching the practice and the growing that is all occurring because of the nuggets that you are sharing based on your personal and professional experience. That is so powerful on so many levels. Um, we have a lot of people, I have a small intimate group called selfish uh, get, get more of what you want. And cause I really believe that if you get a little bit more selfish and be more intentional about being selfish to take care of yourself and fill up and do more of what you really want, then you can do the selfless work in the world without regrets and without feeling Mm -hmm. like you're in this space of indecisiveness. And inside that small group of, you know, maybe a hundred-ish people that are there, often one of the things that come up is about not being able to make a decision. I'm still waxing, I'm still waning, I'm still not sure, there's so many risks. And they sit in this, I'll use a word that you used earlier, this wallowing, right? Yeah. This wallowing yeah. space that yeah. really just creates toxic energy around you. And there's no mm-hmm. judgment to your point. This is a mm-hmm. judgment-free zone right. always. Right. Um, but it, it is an observable fact that there's this toxic energy that's being cre- like swirling around you, yes. When you're wallowing and your vibration, your energetic vibration is coming further and further and further down. Mm-hmm. So you're, whatever you were attracting, that mm-hmm. the, the laws of the universe were created to be able to maneuver for you and bring forth, you've kind of pulled yourself away from it because you're pulling yourself back. Um, and then we have on the other side of that, Mia, we have the people, um, and I'll, I'll put myself in this because I am definitely a recovering addict uh, addicted to stress as a mm-hmm. high achiever, right? Like that was my hiding space was school and education and certifications yeah. and blah, 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 right? Yes. Um, and, it, and in that addiction uh, to stress, one of the things that I rewarded myself with is quick decisions. I said, oh, well, I'm not going to be someone who sits in this, this place of undecidedness because I saw my parents and my guardians yes. constantly being undecided. I wanted to be 75% different than what yes. I saw. So I went to the other extreme of yes. uh, Mia called. I like Mia. Mia said, Nikita, give me $50,000. <laughs> <Yes. Yes. laughs> Why, Mia? Just, just because. Just, no particular reason. Just because. And not, you know, I'm picking on something really silly. No, but no, it, it would almost be like, you know, all you had to, to do was make me feel better than I felt in that moment and I'll be like quick decision done I'll I'll figure out how to get it to you even though we don't have it and I would move mountains to make sure that I can help my friend Mia um, but wouldn't necessarily make those quick decisions for something that I wanted to move for myself right
0: exactly exactly no I totally feel you I totally feel you that's exactly right so when we grow up in an environment and we're looking you know we you know and I know you know this because of the trauma work you've done.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So how I like to explain it is, you know, children grow by an emotional bond from yeah. their caretakers or, you know, like their parents or, you know, it could be a teacher or anything like that. And when that emotional bond is broken, when that trauma first originally occurs and the bond is broken because something happened that they didn't even know was possible could happen when we think that like, oh my gosh, who I am must not be okay. Like there must be something wrong with me because that, why did that happen? So we don't know how to process the emotions we're feeling. What we do is then we think that who we are is not enough or not good enough. So we hide who we really are. And then we take on an act of whatever it is we made the decision, well, I must have to survive by doing it this way. So in your case, when I hear that, it's like, so the role you took on is that people pleasing, like, I can't be, you know, I have to be for others to be okay, right? Mm-hmm. We're like, and and I can relate to that one because that was the one that I took on where my older sister took on the rebel, right? Mm-hmm. She like She became the defiant one. Like, oh, you think, you know, I'm not okay? Let me show you how not okay I really am, right. right? And I took on the opposite. And so the fascinating thing is not one is right, one's wrong, but what happens is both are ineffective mm-hmm. because it doesn't really allow you to then receive what it is that you're really asking for. So you, you can only do it for other people, but you can't do it for yourself. Right. right. And so that the, what I love about being an entrepreneur is it's the fastest way for you to see yourself or face yourself.
1: Mm, come on, listen, this is going right? to be, you You preaching mama. <laughs> <know>. You are <laughs> preaching.
0: Talk about exposing truth. Yeah. 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 Because the, de- to the degree that you are willing to face yourself is the, to do the degree that you will master life and business. And, and what happens in times like this, right. Where there's this time, like the pandemic, what happens is it removes the illusion of time. There is no time. So going back to your other point of when people just wallow or they're waiting, that's an illusion. So time is, a, is it actually a human construct. It's not truth. Yeah. There's no such thing as a past. Point to it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. Where is it? Right it doesn't exist. It's just a way that our parents said to us, as if that there was it was a place or a way to compartmentalize an experience that happened. But the truth is there's no past, and there's no future.
1: Mm-hmm. Who's ever seen it right, right, right
0: so the reason we suffer during these times or any time is when we are either concerned about a future, so in other words, we're trying to control something we cannot see. Or we're reliving a past experience because we've never learned how to heal or process that emotion.
1: So true.
0: So the only thing that's real, that those, those are both perceptions of reality and they are not reality. You see, the cool thing about Martin Franklin, who became a billionaire, is he somehow understood What reality was. So, the first seed, another seed that I would love to give people is you have to, in order to make really great decisions, become really awesome at accurate decision making, you have to know the difference between what is a perception of reality and what is reality. Right. And so, when we don't know the difference of that, because perception means it's what you're making it be, but it's not truth. Right now, right? So the media, is very important to understand this. That's why I don't watch the media. I, I am informed. I'm right. not a Pollyanna. So where, <laughs> I, where I go to get my information is not going to be from the news. I would recommend everybody only check the CDC, which is the Center for Disease Control, because mm-hmm. they're the only ones that are giving accurate information. The news is um, completely designed. The way they make money is that it is based on eyeballs, on advertising. So they're going to dramatize things really big in order. And, and I'm not saying that this isn't affecting worldwide, so don't get me wrong. Yeah. But they're going to shed the light on the 4,000 that died or 5,000 and rather than the hundreds of thousands that recovered. Mm-hmm. They're not going to tell you about that as much like it's going to so I prefer you know like again what's reality if they were to really weigh the this out to the amount of people thriving based on you know to the amount of people that are actually healthy
2: mm-hmm.
0: in the world compared to the people who are sick in this pandemic if we put that in an algorithm it would barely show up on as a bleep on our screen so true But we, we are because, and, and just another point of that, you know, the truth is a person dies in a car accident every second. Mm -hmm. Now another one died and now another one died. Right. But because we don't have that coming through our newsfeed every day of like that, it doesn't take away our focus and make it meet, you know, we're not focusing on all that, but it doesn't mean that it's not true that that happens every day that people die Mm
2: -hmm.
0: every second. But when we add to this, um, and so that's where I'm like clearing away the truth from the, from, you know, although valid that we feel this way, we feel like things can can feel like it's out of our control. But the truth is, you have absolute power. You don't have control over what's happening globally right now. So if I would think of that more in terms of it's kind of like the seasons, you don't, you can't control winter right and if you try to control winter you're going to suffer because there is no controlling winter you have to allow winter to be winter but you must know that after winter comes spring Mm -hmm. and if you see the opportunities right if you if at this time you're looking for what does this crisis make possible what does it look, make possible? And then you focus your mind as a tool to really focus in what makes possible. This is how we make the most amount of money in this season, right? Like uh, an example of that is, you know, there was a fine dining restaurant. And of course, you know, when this hit, there's no fine dining happening. Right? They immediately shifted. And then they went on to take some of their best sellers like gourmet burgers and they created a, uh, a pickup you know, like a drive-through type Mm -hmm. of area where you could just pick it up, right? The person would leave it and social distancing, they would just, you know, kind of, and then go get their food. After that, when that became an issue, they started delivering. So what is it that you're doing? What is it, even if your market right now is not making money, what does this make possible? What can you, right, in reverse engineering, what you do in, in doing it in a different way? Like, how can you increase your cash flow by delivering what you do in a new package or find a new deliverable? Yeah, I 1000% agree with that. Right. That's, that's what I would give as the best thing for, for someone to actually be able to grab that seed, this opportunity, focus it in a way that would really true them, serve them. Like for instance, right now I do, um, my stuff is live. I do a, an online course and my course is um, virtual. I coach it um, live, you know, mm-hmm. virtually on Zoom, but that's a live, it's an event Event planners, if somebody with a larger list, I, I give people a thousand dollars for people who are a fit for what I do, um, a thousand dollars a referral fee. Like right now, there are people who have large lists of people that could partner with someone who's doing well. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, like, absolutely. And then just and and pa- those partnerships would create a whole other income stream that they didn't even know was possible. So looking in your areas to see what is it that you could offer or become a part of that somebody else, the areas that are doing well, like education, wellness, um, you know, insurance, staples, marketing. I, I know one of my um, entrepreneurs, owned a brick and mortar art business and we instantly shifted before all this stuff happened we shifted online super fast and one of the cool things in this environment is the government is allowing she had they used to do these um um, adult night classes with art right Mm -hmm. and they used to serve alcohol well right now the government here has allowed them to um deliver alcohol Oh that's a big that's a big market. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Like she's like I never knew how much people, how many people are buying bottles of wine we de- they're delivering art supplies and they're delivering the um the the bottles of wine in their care packages of people who ordered it. She just sold 90 90 people um virtual training online in art. She I love that. Mm-hmm. That was
1: creative. It's it's Super not that creative. she's doing what she does differently, the way she's doing it is different.
0: A hundred percent. That's what I mean by that. How can you take something that you would normally do? She would do that in her store. Mm-hmm. So how can you take that deliverable and package it differently, reverse engineer, find new deliverables that you're, you know, back it up. If, you're, if you are a restaurant and you can't sell anything right now as a restaurant because people can't come to eat there, okay, but how can you take that food that may be some of the best ones and offer delivery of that food or back it up even more? What about meal prepping? Yes. Yes. Which is huge. Yes. Like what can you do that would really, you know, offer it's still in what you do. It's just doing business in an adaptable, flexible way with the season that we're in, because like all seasons, this too shall pass.
1: Absolutely. I have to say, um, I know that we went over and I want to respect your time, but God, you are giving so many gems, (laughs) so many gems. And one that I would love for you, if you can share, um, you said adaptable, so that immediately cued my brain to something that you share with me Mm pre-recording about the the animal. I'm trying not to give it away. Mm -hmm. The Mm -hmm.
0: animal that's the most adaptable. Could you please share that? Absolutely, absolutely, so a long time ago, um, you know, I, I've lived in South America. I grew up in the jungle. Um, they had never seen a white girl before. They did not know what I was. They kept thinking I was an albino. They kept touching my skin and my hair. And, you know, um, so the funny thing is I'm, I've got to be really adaptable, mm-hmm. right? I can see things through a lot of different perspectives, not just one because of that. So I'm very grateful for the experience I had as, as a child that way. But that being said, I remember, um, Um, a girlfriend of mine said to me, oh my gosh, you're like the strongest person I know. And back before I understood how to really, really have life go, you know, really go with life and thrive, I said to her, you know, no, I'm just the ultimate survivor. I'm like the coyote, which the National Geographic had done this episode on the coyote because it is the only animal that can literally adapt its entire food source and its environment will completely change to the environment around it. So that's why they can be found in New York City, which is the example that they gave in the National Ge- Geographic, because they're the only animal that are 100% adaptable, where all other animals will just die off if they, mm-hmm. if they lose their food source and so forth. They won't adapt. And I think that that's such a great thing to remember About how adaptable we really are. Um, The key to being adaptable is letting go of control. Mm. Letting go of control and going all in because you know this, um, and I know all your listeners know this as well, but success at its source is simply faith expressed in action.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Ah! Do you hear me? Do you hear me snapping my fingers? Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness, Mia! With all the wonderful, amazing, and beautiful work that you do in the world, how do you give yourself permission to pause?
0: Hmm. Well, I love that. Um, to me, the permission to pause—I have this um, thing that I love teaching people called the power of the pause. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that really helps, especially like when you were describing, like, you know, I would just make those quick decisions as long as it was for someone else. The power of the pause is such a great one to help people really slow down so they can speed up,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: right? So um, being able to know how to do that. So the power of the pause is really about hitting the pause button. This is what I do. And before I start my day, I'm actually going to like literally let go of my mind Mm. and I'm going to literally take the big picture, the big picture view. And I live from a vivid vision. So I have a vivid vision is, is what I teach is how to create the, the life you want. You live from a vivid vision and you live it and know the details of it so much. So like it's so really in the deliciousness of what you see, what you touch, what you taste, what you feel that it just feels so good to be in this vivid vision. Like you just don't even want to come out of it. Right. And that, that, um, the power of the pause of being able to let go of your mind and really feel, feel for what it is that you really want and what that creates. And then speaking into that is what allows me to feel so connected during um, these you know, uncertain times, how to feel connected to yourself, how to ground yourself. Um, And the fastest way to do that to let go of your mind is if you take your two fingers, and you put them out to the sides of yourself. So you're looking straight, but you your two fingers, you can move them slightly up so that you can see them in your peripherals. So you're looking straight. But your you your fingers are, you can see your fingertips and your peripherals. When you do that, it's keeping your head straight, but seeing your fingers and your peripherals, you have to come out of your mind to feel, mm-hmm. and it's the fastest way to really ground yourself into what's really true.
1: Mm. I love that. That is beautiful um, and very tactical too. Like one a, a very tactical and tangible experience to do. At, you said you do yours in the morning. Yes. Um, and I, I believe that a lot of our listeners, especially our ambitious women who have that running mind that mm-hmm. are, that's constantly going and they have a hard time turning it off, could mm-hmm. also probably add that practice to their evening,
0: their they're kind of power down One hundred percent, right? 100%. And even like three times a day, I recommend doing the power of the pause a minimum of three times a day for like five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, it will just completely ground you because what what it allows the person who is um, using busyness to not feel. Come on. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, what it what it does for that person by the ability to slow down and like really realize that everything counts. So when they learn to slow down, that's how they're going to and really make accurate decisions on what they're focusing on It's how they're going to speed up the fastest. So it allows them to be able to, Um, The biggest mistake I see is entrepreneurs making is they make framing problems as statements. So Mm -hmm. like an example is, let's just say they say, I'm not good with money, right? Well, what happens is as soon as they frame it as a statement, then it tricks your brain into thinking that's a fact not a problem that just needs a solution. So the fastest thing you can do when you hit that power of the pause button is to think on what you're focusing. What are you framing a problem as a statement? And then just shift it to, because there is no such thing as um, problems. All problems are just unanswered questions. All you have to do is shift it to, how might I be good with money, if that's what I was saying in that Mm -hmm. moment, so that I can have whatever it is that I was thinking I wanted and then do a brain dump. Pick your, it's usually like, you'll write down about three. And then like out of the three, you'll have one that is like your big one that you're like, this is what I need to be doing. And you need to take action and go implement that right away.
1: That is amazing. You are such a gift, Mia Hewitt. Really, truly. Like I know that you probably hear, thank you often, But from the 4,000 plus downloads that we get a month from our little small community that I am so proud of that has been growing Mm -hmm. organically on its own, I thank you for them. And I reverberate that we are so grateful that you carved out time today to share the many, many seeds with us today. I know I've learned from them and I'm holding on to them. And I'm also going to continue to share this for months and months and months on end because the gift is something that I really feel like is priceless, including your vulnerability to show up fully in yourself today. I really am grateful for you.
0: Thank you so much. It's been so much fun to be here with you.
1: You are amazing. So how can people
0: connect with you and just get more of Mia Hewitt? Yeah. (laughs) You know, well, uh, for just your people, um, I would love to give them a gift um, of my free book. Um, It's not available free anywhere else, so you'll post it in the show notes so that they all get the password they'll need to get it. But it's called Meant for More, How to Stop Secretly Struggling and Become a Force to Be Reckoned With. And it's the book that I wish, I wrote this book, it's in story format, so that people can really internalize it easier, um, and not leave it as a concept. Mm -hmm. But, um, it's the book I wish that somebody would have given me a long time ago. I mean, in my, if somebody would have given me when I was 18, it would have saved me a ton of time, a ton of money and, um, a ton of energy of doing the wrong things. So it just gives you the fundamental truths of how life really works and how you really work as a human being. And it has you, um, really be able to then know how to thrive instead of survive.
1: Mm, I love that. Thank you for yet another gift. Yay. <laughs> With the meant for more? You are such a blessing and I just can't say it enough. I am honored for your presence and the mutual shared safe space that was created mm. today um, is absolutely something that was, is going to be the highlight of the end of this month for sure. Oh, Lovely,
0: beautiful. Thank you so much for having me.
1: They're awesome. Balance Boldly listeners, oh my, 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 you ambitiously bold and brave people out there. I love you to life and I am so grateful and honored that you also carved out time today to share this space and time with Mia and I. I am grateful for her showing up fully in herself because you know that I always stand in. It's not about just showing up. You got to show out and you got to stand in your power. And Mia did all of those things today. So I want to thank her again and I want to thank you for carving out this time. As usual, if you loved what you heard, don't be stingy. Make sure that you subscribe, rate, and share so we can help ensure that other ambitiously bold and brave have access to the valuable life, love, and business balance tools that are shared here today, especially this episode with all of the seeds that were planted that I know will grow such a wonderful, sustainable, and profitable harvest in your whole life so make sure you're not stingy and you share that to continue to get more from me you know you can follow me at ask nikita anywhere IG, twitter facebook youtube you know where to go so go create your balance and create your joy but remember do it boldly